We're on uh, Duff 99 today, Sunday 99. We're starting one, two, three, four, five, six lines down from the top. And uh, focus today is going to be on a few, or a few topics. Uh, for the most part, it's going to be on uh, page 99, uh, um, it's going to be on how long the Messianic days are going to last. That's one thing. That's the first topic that's in, in the first page. Um, then we're going to compare our different things connected to the, to the future world. Balei Chuvan Sadikin. Then we're going to talk about uh, what, is, you know, what is considered a contemptuous act. Um, and that's connected. So we're going to. Actually, today we're finishing our discussion on the first part of the Mishnah. Elam Chelik, and now we're moving on to the Homer Ain Tomin Shamaim, not Bikoris. Those first, um, we're kind of just until now we just talk about Olam Ba. Now we're talking about the, the who who has who doesn't. So we're going to talk about Tomin Shamaim, and through that discussion at the end, at the end of page Sadi Teram we're going to talk about what is a contemptuous act, like similar to Ain Tomin Shamaim. This concept of Torah is going to continue through um, the next daf. We're going to talk about like Amala Torah. We're talking about. Um, uh, teachings of the Torah, and then and then we're going to talk about Malota um, Torah, uh, like different um, positive aspects of learning Torah. That's good. So it's basically Olam Ba and Torah. That's kind of what we're going to be today, um, but there are some really interesting sugiot here um, that are po- very very famous, like the sugiya of who's on a higher level, tzaddik or Baal Tshuva. That's here, and also the sugiya of um, what's What's um, is the future going to is the is the messianic days are they going to be um, is the world going to follow its natural order or is it going to be a miraculous period? There's a big there's a machloket on that. Rambam paskins that no everything's going to be the way it is. Mashiach's going to come. It's going to be a war. He's going to fight the war. He's going to build the temple. But it's not like you're not going to have your TV anymore. You're not going to have your cars anymore. It's not going to be some super, supernatural state. Sta- state. Um, he says, "What's going to be the difference?" And that's what he talks about. This video talks about here that there, um, this world, uh, that Israel's status in the world will be different. We won't be subjugated any any, any longer. But it's not like there's going to be supernatural uh, situation. That, that's Rama. But there's another view here. So that's what we're going to get into. Okay, so let's jump in here. Um, so we're going to see here around nine or ten views of how long Messianic days are going to stretch. Um, stretching, starting from forty. And in Rashi, there's a, a view that says 365,000. <laughs> so you have the whole range there. But in the Gemara, uh, it's really like 40 to, let me see, um, 7,000. That's, that's the range. Um, Tanya Rabbi, so, and these are just bright to These are all words of Amore, of Tanaim. Tanya is a bright to Rabbi Elizabeth Omer, Yemona Mashiach, Abraham Shana. 40 days, Yemona Mashiach are going to last. And after that, we're going to transition into Olam Abba. By the way, that Olama Ba, there's, there's, different, there, there's a difference of opinion as to what the nature of that Olama Ba between Rambam and Ramban, if it's going to be completely spiritual, it's going to be physical and, and spiritual together. Where, what's this for eternity? What state are we going to be in? Is it going to be in our bodies, or are we going to be um, just like spirits? So for Ramban, it's in the body, and for Rambam, it's, it's a spiritual situation. Okay. Um, but before that, you have Imona Mashiach. So how long does that, does that transition period last for? So it's very short. Here, according to um, Rabbi Eliezer, it's 40 years. It says, um, Akut is to 
as to take at linkot. That's one way to understand it. In the future, God is going to um, noket the door, akut in the future. Forty years, God is going to take Israel and uh, judge them positively, and 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 then then the then then will be in olam haba. Um, that that pasuk is really um, the exact opposite, right? Abayim shana akupador. God was Abayim shana akupador. God was upset with Am Yisrael yeah. in, the, in the desert, but here they're darshaning it in another way. Yeah. So it's talking about um, there's going to be 70 years, um, like the times of this Melech Echad. Mm-hmm. Who's this Melech Echad? This is the, the real Melech, the king. God, that's, it's, the, it's not God, Mashiach. That's the real king. Um, so that's 70 years. Rabbi Omer, Shoshadorot, Shinamar Yerucha Im Shamesh, Ulifne Yerach Dor Dorim. So you have door, number one, door, no, three doors, mm-hmm. three doorot. And this is talking about in the, f- the future times. Um, Rav Hillel, this is the classic statement of Rav Hillel we saw yesterday. Uh, well, you guys say 40, 70, three, uh, three generations. How about nothing? Omer, Ainla Mashiach Israel. Shefar Achlu Bimechizkiah. They already um, benefited. They already enjoyed everything they could in the time of Chizkiah. There's going to be no Mashiach. Rashi, um, if you look at Rashi, um, look right, like a few lines up from there on the right. Ein lehem Mashiach Yisrael. It says, mm-hmm. So he kind of uh, gives it much positive space. God is going to. But it's just interesting because, uh, you know, the whole concept of I'm going to wait for the Mashiach. How does that work with that? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Apparently, Halakha is not like him. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Amar of Yosef. So now we are... Okay, so now we finished that Brita, the Tanaitic source. You know that just when you're transitioning to often to Aramaic language. It's reflections on the Brita. Um, Amar of Yosef. Amar of Yosef is also Amora. Sharle, God should forgive, God should forgive Hill, Hillel. Um, so Chizkiah was in the first temple. Was he in the first temple? Bila Zechariah, Kamitin and Bebe Bai Cheni. Zechariah prophesied in the second temple. And, and he said, even after Chizkiah, he said that we're still going to benefit from the Lama from the Yumon of Mashiach, as it says. Gili me'od batzion, hari bat Yerushalayim, hine makech yavolach tzadik venasha, hu anivro chavach hamor valir ben atona. So we see from here that even after Chizkiah, and that seems like that's the conclusion here, um, because now they're going into another Brita. So they knock him out. He's uh, he's not part. He's not the accepted view. Um, some people say these views are trying to show like the shorter the view, the better, because Yimono Mashiach is a transition stage. So Rambam says that God gives us Yimono Mashiach, so we have a lot of plenty, so we will learn Torah. Why? So then we'll be able to prepare ourselves for Lama Ba. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a good state, you know, you don't, you, you know, you come to, you know, tr- over the summer, this training season, you know, for the, for the year, if you're in good shape and everything, you've done your work, you know, you don't have to, you know, you don't have such a long training season, but if you, you, you need a lot of work, you, you have to put in a lot more hours. So, um, so according to that, Hillel would be, uh, would be a different, would be, that would be the best. But on the other hand, Hillel says it's because they already, not because they're on a high level, it's because they enjoyed themselves beforehand. So mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't completely work. Okay. Um, Tanya, so here's another Brayta, Tanya Idach, another Brayta. Avi Elzer Mer, Yemata Mashiach, 
So again, this is the same view. Rabbi Elijah said before 40, and that's why and he says here 40. Here's another pasuk. That's why I said there's nine or ten views. Could be there's ten approaches, but nine altogether. Tivhacha. Um, he brings another pasuk though for this. Maybe a better one. It says in the in the Bar that God uh, they they went through affliction and God and they were they were st- starved and and then God fed them mm-hmm. in the Bar. And it says later on um, in regards to the future times, Give us um, give us uh, uh, let us rejoice like the times of our Inui, um, the times we saw bad bad things and so. What does that mean? I don't know, but at least it means give us that amount of time. We have 40 years where we had the Inui, and so we have uh, 40 years where we'll have Imata Mashiach. Um, it's just interesting that Pasuk. I've never thought about like, like what? what's the Pshat? Mm-hmm. Make us happy like the times. Oh, because maybe afterwards we had the Inui, and then afterwards we had the, mm-hmm. that we went to Eretz Yisrael or something. Okay. Rabbi Dosa Omer, here's another view. Arbamochana, four hundred years. Initanu. So just uh, we, again another drasha on Initanu. Um, and it's a different type of so he's comparing it to Yetziat Mitzrayim. Rabbi Yezer compared it to the the Midbar. It's worth thinking about what the connection is. Um, I don't know. No, he's comparing it, sorry, he's comparing it to the struggles in Mitzrayim, yeah. and the other one's comparing it to the struggles in the Midbar. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, the, what the, we're thinking about. Rabbi, Rabbi Omer, Gilmel, so he's going back to, um, he's going back to the Midbar. Rabbi Omer, Gimel me'ot v'shishim v'chamesh, shana. It's 365 years. Kimian like the, yamot like the days of the, uh, the counting of the lunar cycle. The solar cycle. So, sorry, the solar cycle. So apparently this is talking about the time of the... Um, I looked it up. I couldn't... From the context, it wasn't clear to me that it was talking about um, the Meraglim, but apparently it is. So it's talking about... Um, it's talking about the time of the Meraglim. The Meraglim received one year for every, um, for every day. 40 days, uh, like 40 years uh, of punishment. Um, they went on. Uh, they went on their their tour for forty days. So they receive one year per day. So too it will be with the geula. Um, so just like there's three hundred sixty-five years, there'll be three hundred and sixty-five. Um, just like there's three hundred sixty-five days. days. There'll be three hundred sixty-five years. And uh, Rashi says. That's where we got the 365,000, because every year in God's count is 1,000. So it's like, Elif Shanim, Kishana, Elif Shanim, Elif Shanim, or something. So, um, so, every, so that's how we got the 365,000, which is like a, a crazy number, right? Mm-hmm. So, that's a lot. Um, yeah. So, one second. Okay. Um, okay, so that's 365. Um, so that was just Pasuk that says, Yom So it says, God is going, God had took vengeance in God's heart. The question is, what is this, uh, what's this Bilibi? What is this about? So this is just like a little bit of an excursion on that little Pasuk. Um, 
I express this in my heart, but I didn't not through my actions. I didn't. I never expressed it in my mouth. This is us holding inside. Some people say that Libi is uh, this is Moshe, This is his is Krovim, like Moshe and the Avot. We didn't reveal it to the Evarim, which is like the rest of the nation. Um, and the same thing. So I, I revealed this idea that um, it's going to be uh, there's going to be a Nekama, but I didn't I didn't reveal it to everybody or the Melachim. Tani Avimi Braid Rabbi Abao Yimatu Mashiach Yisrael Shivat Alafim Shana Seven Thousand Years Shneemar Umusos Chatan Al Kala Ken Yasis Alaych Hashem Elokaych So. Uh, just like a chatan and kala, they celebrate for seven days. And for every day is a thousand years in in God's count. So we get up to seven thousand years. Here's a different uh, here's a different approach where it's not just comparing it to something negative, which was the nakam or the uh, midbar or the mitzrayim. This is talking about chatuna. Uh, this the seven days of mishte. Amar um, Yehuda. So the, the times of Mashiach are going to be from the, from the time the world was created until now. Until now, until their time period rushes until now, until Ad Yomona Mashiach. So the, if it's 6,000 years, so it'll be another 6,000 years. Mm-hmm. If Mashiach comes exactly at 6,000 or whatever. Another 6,000, not Ad Achshav, like their period, which is 2,000 years ago. Shnei Mar, Kimei Hashemayim Ala Aretz, as it says, Kimei Hashemayim uh, Ala'aretz, that Pasuk says, uh, it's the Pasuk from Shema, uh, uh, your days will be numbered, Kimei Hashemayim Ala'aretz. So I guess it's, uh, like the days, the amount of days that Shemaim was in the Aretz. Because before creation, Shemaim wasn't on the Aretz. They were separated. Or Shemaim wasn't created. Shema, there was no Shemaim and Aretz. Yeah, there wasn't. A, there were. There was no Shemaim or Aretz. So when they were connected and created, in all those days, that's the amount of days the Mashiach is going to be here. So it's going to be from then till Yemona Mashiach, six thousand years of Yemona Mashiach, if he comes in, in the year six thousand. Um, and so here's. And so this is. They're comparing it to the world, the creation of the world. It's, it's, I don't know. There's something going on here. The Machlokets. This So it's a little bit short. It's from the days of Noah until now. He's comparing it to um, the world after after Noah uh, came into the world after it was um, after the flood. Shneemar ki may Noah. If you connect the ki and the may, it becomes ki may Noah. Zotli asher nishpati. That's like a little. That's a drasha there. So. I don't know. I, it's, it could be, we could just say it's talking about different numbers, and it's just interesting to think about. Um, it's the future times. Think about how uh, I guess people will be. If, if we go according to the Rambam, people will be living and people will be dying. People, the world will go in natural order. If you have such a long period of time, people will be living, people will be dying. That'll be happening, I guess. You know, um, and then you'll just you'll just be there, and you'll be learning and doing everything you can to gain more olamaba, and then and then you'll and then. I guess everybody will die. They'll come back. And then there'll be uh, this future world where it'll be just nishamot. Um, but it's worth thinking about the later stage. What the machlo- well, yeah, there's a deeper machlok as to what they're comparing it to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any thoughts on that, okay. Um, okay, so that's that was the discussion. Of how long it's going to stretch? 
Now we're going to talk about a little bit about Yemona Mashiach and the and u- uniqueness of it. There's going to be three statements here. Start with Kol Anivim Kulam Lo Nabu. So the first one is, and this, these are pretty popular ones. Amar Bichia Bar Abba, Amar Biochanan. Amar Bichia Bar Amar Biochanan. Kol Anivim Kulam Lo Nabu Ela Yemona Mashiach. So all the prophecies that you read in, in the prophets of all these wonderful things that are going to happen. They're all talking about Yemot HaMashiach, and that's going to be something supernatural. Um, you have supernatural things going on there. Maybe the uh, the wolf will, will lie down with the the lamb will lie lie down with the the calf will lie down with the wolf. Um, the guards the Evim Kevis they will they will lay down to get lie down together, and um, those are like supernatural things. That will happen in times of Mashiach. We don't know what's going to happen in Lamaba. That's the stage after Yemot HaMashiach. Uh, and this is this is this is uh, different than the opinion of Shmuel, which is the one that Rambam paskins. That Mar Shmuel ain't being olam azel l'monashiach el shiabu machiyot bilvad. This is Shmuel's approach. Um, we saw a machlok between Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan on the previous page too. Um, we were talking. I forget what that was. To, well, one time I'll get back to that. But um, the, their approach is that so Shmuel sees things in a more of a uh, the world dates of Mashiach are not going to be supernatural. They're going to go in a natural order. And uh, and then those prophecies of the Tanakh that are kind of fantastical, they're going to be, either they're going to be allegories. So that's what the Rambam says. Like when it says the Gar is Zev and Keves, the wolf and the and the calf, it's not talking about something supernatural. The prophecies, they're also talking about Yemen HaShem. It's talking about allegories. It's going to talk about Israel among the nations they're not going to be. Uh, they're not going to be swallowed up among all the nations, and that's how he goes with that. Um, so, yeah. So, are they going to be? Are they going to? Are they going to say them in a simple manner? And that's going to talk about this future fantastical wars. We're talking about the Yom Hashiach, and then we're going to have to explain them as allegories. So that's, that's one way to go with that. Um, okay. Uh, here's another one. Amar b'chia bar Abba Rabbi Yochanan. Konivim l'nimbu ele lebalei tshuva. All the prophecies and rewards that the, the prophets are talking about are for Baalei Tshuva. About Tzadikim Gorim, we don't even know what's in store for them. They're going to have much better reward because Tzadikim are on a higher level, according to him, according to Rabbi Yochanan, which is interesting because Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakis, Rabbi Yochanan was the classic Tzadik there, and Rabbi Reish Lakis was the Baal Tshuva. Right. So I don't, there's not... Rabbi, the other statement here is not going to be very sluggish, but it's just interesting. It thinks that he still maintained that view after seeing everything at Rish Lakish. I mean, there's a there's a, there's a story with Rish Lakish where Rabbi Yochan, Rish Lakish was a bandit. Mm-hmm. He started out his career, and there's a story, and I think I forget where I want a Tanaic source in it. Uh, it's, it's a statement in, in a uh, I think it's a midrash that uh, Rish Lakish. There was someone who um, got captured, and Rabbi Yochan says, "I can't, and I, I'm not going to be able to save them." What can we do? Reish Lakish took all of his kohot from his previous life, and he went and he, he saved he, he saved the person who was captured. Mm-hmm. So you see here that like Bali Chuba, there's they have a they in some extent they, they can take their powers from their previous life and use them in Avodat Hashem. And uh, you see it also with Reish Lakish where he was uh, before before he did Chuba, he was this, he was also like robbing people. He was kind of very aggressive, and when he studied with Rabbi Yochanan, he was the one who always brought twenty four objections to Rabbi Yochanan. Mm-hmm. 
and he was using that same aggression in Avodat Hashem. So it's interesting. Rabbi Yochanan witnessed that, but he's still saying that tzaddikim are on a higher level. But I'm bringing that as a prelude to the pr- second opinion here, this Balei Tshuva on a higher level. That's one way to understand it. One way to understand it is that Balei Tshuva, they, the, they were out in the world. They saw stuff. They did stuff. They have, now, they, they have exposure to all kinds of different powers and energies and like um, uh, worlds that tzaddikim Murim never had exposure to. Mm-hmm. And so when they come into the world of Torah, they can bring those in and, and elevate them. Mm-hmm. So they're on, they could be on a higher level in the tzaddikim in, in, that, in that sense. And that's what the second view is going to be saying. One, one approach to understanding the second view. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. So then he brings a pasuk. But I just want to mention one more thing. I think Rashi says it. Um, another way to understand the Balei Tshuva on a higher level is a, is a simple... Well, Guys, can you have another? I, I, I way to understand it. How could why, why, how could Bali Chiva be on a higher level than Sadiqim? Aside from the one I offer. I mean, you know what you're missing. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're overcoming. You're constantly you're overcoming, overcoming yourself. Because yeah. you, you know what it is. It's harder work. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another way to go with that. Um, I mean, it's 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 a it's akin to to. Um, I think it's Rashi, not Rambam, who says that you should never say that uh, eating pork is bad. Yeah, right? that's brought that's brought um, the Gemara, Ifshi Ifshi. Yeah. yeah, because but you should say it's good. Otherwise, what's yeah. the point? If yeah, I, if all these people who argue well, pork is bad for you. Well, if that's the case, then what's the mitzvah to not eat pork? The mitzvah is it's really good. Mm-hmm. But I've been told not to eat it, so I'm mm-hmm. not going to eat it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's overcoming yourself. Exactly. Um, okay. Yeah. I remember uh, just a sort of slight story. I remember uh, Rabbi uh, Chabad Rabbi who uh, from Pittsburgh who um, had his first opportunity to eat a kosher Big Mac when he was in Buenos Aires. Because in Buenos Aires, there's actually at least one, there used to be at least one kosher McDonald's, and he came back and he said, "I was very pleased to find out that Big Macs really are very good." Mm-hmm. Because all these years I've not been eating Big Macs. I really have been giving oh. up something good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's the idea. That's another way to go with that. Um, but there is a pasuk. It says um, in Parshat Toldot, it says, Vayater lo Hashem. You know, it's Yaakov and, um, and uh, Yaak- sorry, uh, Yitzchak and Rivka, they both prayed mm-hmm. for a son. It says, God answered Yater lo and not la. Mm-hmm. They say why yater lo. Rashi says there, dolat filat tzadik ben tzadik mit tzadik ben rasha. The prayer of a tzadik ben tzadik is better than the because Rifka was from uh, from Lavan, mm-hmm. uh, from that from that household. So um, those sides are always kind of going. I think they're both true. Each person has an advantage. You know, somebody who's never exposed to all all the schmutz. There's something about that. There's a certain purity there. Right. Okay. Um, okay, so another thing So it says, the pasuk says, "Peace, peace, be unto the rachok, and then the karov." So that's his source. They brought the rachok first, so it seems like balei tshuva. Someone who's far from God, they they came first. Bereisha rachok, vahadar karov. My rachok, rachok to me kara. My karov, karov to me kara. So 
It's talking about people, someone who was far and from the beginning, and then they did tshuva. And the other one is someone who's close from the beginning, and they, they stayed holy. Uh, the rachok comes first. They're given precedence. Um, so how does Rabbi Yochanan learn that pasuk? But after Rabbi Yochanan Amar, the rachok, shu rachok mi avera, karov, shu karov mi avera. So is that... Yeah. It, what, what's, what's your reference point? Yes, he's talking about, it's not talking about God, it's talking about an avera. So why do we put the person who's rachok first? Has to be, he has to, Rabbi Yochanan says that Sadiq has to go first. So let's figure out how to do this. Is the Rachok goes first. How can I understand this? It's someone who's Rachok, not from God, and who, who became religious afterwards. Or Rachok from the sin. Not the, uh, the, the subject is, is not God, it's sin. So someone who's, close from, who's far from sin, that person goes first. And Karov is somebody who was, who was close to sin and then afterwards uh, moved away from it. So they both understand the pursuit differently. One's talking about sin, one's talking about God. Rabbi Chia Bar Abba and Rabbi Yochanan. So here's an, here's a third statement on this. Call Nevim Kolam Lemit Nabu. So here we're getting. It's going to be a little prelude to where we're going to go into the next piece, which is talking about Torah. So Rabbi Yochanan Bar Abba. Rabbi sorry. Rabbi Chia Bar Abba and Rabbi Yochanan. Call Nevim Lemit Lemesibi Tol LeTamichacham. But Osemak Prakmatiga LeTamichacham. But LeMetamichacham Inechasav. So he's saying that all the Nevi'im said all these words to somebody who is connecting in one way or another to the Tamih Chacham. They marry their daughter to them, they, they do business with them, help them, you know, financially support them, uh, or give them some of their own property. But Tamih Chachamim, their reward, Ein So um, that's, uh, that's a certain hierarchy there. But uh, somebody who connects to Tamih Chacham, they're able to... Um, Benefit from those that, that blessing. My ein lorata. So what does this mean, ein lorata? So what 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 didn't the I see? Rabbi Yisrael ben Levizar zeh yain emishmar banava misheshi mebreshi. This is the wine that was protected in its um, what is it dregs? A mishmar banava from the days of creation. Rishlakizimar zeh eden. So the first statement I don't completely understand. Um, I don't know what what the, what that's about. I looked it up. I didn't have clearance. Like, what is this? An eye has never seen this wonderful thing. What is this wonderful thing? It's again. It was, before it's talking about reward, but here's I want to say, what's a specific thing the eye has never seen? It's this wine that was that's been lasting since the times of Breshi. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what that is. But um, Rishlakis has another explanation. He says Ze Eden. This is Eden. We often say there's Gan Eden, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he wants to say that Eden. There's a place called Eden, and it says God put a gun in Eden. There's this location, spiritual, physical, who knows, but there's locations called Eden, Eden, and in Eden there were different things. There were rivers that came out of Eden. There was a, a garden in that location, Eden. And so he wants to say that um, this is this location, this general overall location, Eden or Eden, that's what the eye has never seen. But then you ask, so if the eye has never seen it, so uh, hello, Adam and Eve were there. They got kicked out, but they were there originally, so they must have seen it. So that's what they're going to ask. Mm-hmm. So where did Adam live? Hello, you know, he lived in Eden. No, he lived in the Gan. He didn't live in Eden per se. He lived in the Gan in in Eden, or it seems like he's saying gone outside, maybe even outside Eden. He was Gan was in Eden. He saw Eden. I don't know. Okay, so the Gan is outside of Eden. That's mm-hmm. crazy, right? Do you ever mm-hmm. you understand it's like one thing, Gan Eden? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Gan is outside of Eden, and there was a, and he was placed in there. So what, what was going on in Eden? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, we, we don't know. We're going to be able to see it. No one saw it. Yeah. Um, that's not the normal understanding, right? We always want to go back to Eden. Yeah. We want to go back to the Gan. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so here we're getting, we're going into now, we're, now, ah, we finished the first part of the Mishnah that was started, who knows when, so long ago. The first part of the Mishnah was the Elohech That was the first part. And uh, that was in Pate Sadi. Mm-hmm. We're on Sadi Tet right now. That was all that was for that first sentence. Because that was a, you know, Lalami Shu'ar, it's the future. Now we're talking about Elushainam Khalkamaba, there's Tchanami Team, Interamina Shamaim, Apikora. So we're going to talk now about, we talked about Tchanami Team actually until now. Now we're going to talk, so we did talk about the second part. Now we're talking about Omer Interamina Shamaim. Tanar Rana. Kidvar Shem Baza, Umitsoto Hefer, Achret Tikaret. Um, so this this whole pasuk goes on somebody who says is not minishamayim. They were they were contemptuous to the word of God. They they um, they were mayfair. They were uh, they abrogated the the mitzvah of God, and they're going to be cut off. All that for someone who says interaminishamayim. Now they're going to break up the pasuk. And I think that's, they're going to go into different examples later on of different types of contemptuous behavior. But this is the this this is the overall structure. I think it all goes back to the idea that like if you don't believe in the Torah and the you can uh, extend to all these other places. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think these other places are going to be unethical behavior. My, I would just like to argue maybe that it's saying that um, ethics and Torah are, are intertwined. If you, if you have a, a separate ethic from Torah, it doesn't always, uh, it's not always upheld. But if you have the Torah, something kind of divine command, that, that gives power to all these other ethical actions. That's why um, the whole Pasuk relates to Torah, but then different parts of Pasuk will, will relate to other things. Um, we're going to explain what that is later. Is this someone who's, who reveals uh, the Torah, who exposes um, the wrong sides of the Torah? That's someone who doesn't do the Brit Milah. So that unfortunate things await that individual. So now we're talking about already doing contemptuous behavior. Here are a few other examples of contemptuous behavior. Um, someone who's who's, un, who's impure and the impure and they touch the kodashim, the, the holy uh, holy meats or holy um, sacrifices. They are, are things that were mukdash to the temple. They are, um, that's bizayon. Mivazet amoadot. Someone who's mivazet cholamoed. It's like, it's just pops in there. Mm-hmm. That's something that's a little bit more relevant. I think a lot of us are, who knows, a lot of people don't know the laws of cholamoed. It's like a complicated thing. So mm-hmm. that's just like thrown in there. <laughs> in between like these big things. Mechalel kodashim. Mefer brito shalavar mavinu. Megalia penim batara. Shalok alachav amavin pei chavaro barabim. Someone who embarrasses their friend in public. So any, anybody who's at least that, it could be referring to the other things too. Even if they have all the Torah Masim Tovim, they don't have a Chalak That's intense. Um, so Tani Idach. It says, uh, I just want to see, is it Biza or Baza? Do you know? 
the other pasuk there. Uh, baza. Okay. Okay, good. Um, here's another one. What's the extent of saying We're going to go into that a little bit. This is a big, this is like a huge discussion, right? This is a very relevant, in some circles at least. Mm-hmm. That's like another step. Mm-hmm. You have in the Gemara these Kava Homers and Zerah Shavas. If you, uh, I don't know. I, in Yeshiva, I wasn't always taught that they're Shemaim. Maybe it's talking about certain Zerah Shavas and Kava Homers that are are I don't know. I was taught. Or maybe they're based on the Kalim that were given yeah. in, in the Torah, that the Zoshamidot. But I thought sometimes there are different opinions or different ways of learning out the Torah. But they're all connected to Minas Shemaim. Maybe that's one way to go with it. If you say they're just creations of the rabbis, there's no inspiration, there's no, no continuation of the Torah, then, uh, then that, that's problematic. I, you, you can learn it, you can understand it as saying the, the, the conclusions that are reached if you say they're not Minas Shemaim. Right? That, that if you say that the Chachamim have concluded something from the Torah using these kelim, and then you say, eh, they just made it up. Yeah. Then you're really saying to Allah, Yeah, Mishra. I think there's two levels. One is like the kelim were given or, 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 or the received, and also the final the, process, the, the final the, the result. The conclusions, the halakha. Yeah, yeah it, there's a certain, there's a certain Torah Shabbat is a continuation. It's just that mm-hmm. it evolves within the nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Tanya, Haya Rabbi Meir Omer, Alomet Torah ve'enum so someone who learns Torah and doesn't teach it. Um, it says, Someone who learns in order to teach. Mm-hmm. Someone who learns in order to teach, they get this. Someone who learns in order to do, they get this. Nowhere does it say, someone who, mm-hmm. So, yeah. that's what it says here. You can't keep it to yourself. You have to do something with it. It's not just a, not just an academic exercise. Someone who doesn't pay attention to the Mishnah. Someone who could learn, but they, uh, they, they were lazy, they didn't learn. This is a person who the, the words that say the Moshe Mishinai, The first two uh, were said directly from God. One of them is So you're mm-hmm. not just the var, just like the other eight, which is also were, were heard through in another way, but not directly from God. So we're going to look a little bit on, on learning Torah here. It's very important. You learn Torah, you have to do chazara on it. Domet adam You sow, but you don't uh, harvest. Um, that's pretty. It's pretty important. Um, you have to have the Torah in you. It's just to kind of grow inside of you, and uh, you have to reap the benefits of it. Rabbi Shomer, kol Someone who learns Torah and forgets it, domet shi birth and then and then buries. 
So you gave birth to your thought, and then you forgot it. It's like something so amazing and important, and you just like you know, you forgot or stopped. Mishakecha is it? You like force yourself to forget it? You're saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's a natural it's, process. To it's a little bit different than burying, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's your, what you're saying. Yeah. So it has to be something a little bit more active, not just like a passive forgetting. Yeah. 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 I mean, how, what's that look like? Someone actively forgets something. They force themselves to forget it? Or they just bring in other, all kinds of, I mean... Or something else, repl- you know... Yeah. Or you have time just, to yeah, learn it and you, and you don't. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those two are connected. Chazara and... I mean, one is like, you didn't repeat another one. Maybe you brought in other junk in there and mm. kind of push the other stuff out or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Rabbi Kivomer. Zemer b'choyom. Zemer b'choyom. It's like, a, what is he saying? Sing every day. Sing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so clear, but he says, mis- Rashi says in the top of the daf, it's on the right side, Hayem esader temudcha afapiche sedorificha kezemer v'huyi grom l'cha sheteel olam haba v'simcha v'shirim. So do it like a zemer, and then you'll get a zemer. Make the Torah uh, in your mouth like a song, constantly singing it. You can take it literally. You know, some people have patterns of, of repetition over the Torah. They'll sing it. They'll have ways to remember it. Do what you have to do to remember it. Mm-hmm. Make it constantly in your mouth. Like you have a song in your head you can't get out of your head. That's kind of a... Some rabbis are... Some rabbis had a problem where, like, you, had, you know, you can't think the great Torah in the bathroom. It was, like, a big thing. Like, they're always thinking about Torah, so they have all these books in there. They say the, the Graal learned to, like, all math, full mathematics books in the bathroom mm-hmm. or something. I don't know if that's... Mm-hmm. But the idea is, like, some people have to try... We have to, some of you have the song in your head, you can't get it out. So that's the Torah, so do, like, a Zemmer all the time. If that's the case, then you'll get to Lama Ba, and you'll be the Zemmer. Happiness. Well, sort of whatever it, whatever it takes. I mean... Yeah. Uh, keep it... In some ways, maybe keep it like keep it, it interesting. Off, keep it interesting. Keep yeah, yeah. It's two levels. One's like yeah. external zemmer, where you're, you're trying to make it interesting. Another one's like the internal zemmer. Get it to a place where it's like an internal zemmer. You can't get the song out of your head. Marav Yitzchak, Barav Dimi, Mikra. So, what, how do I know that? Um, how do I know that you're going to have this kind of happiness in the future? Shenemar Nefesh Amal Amala Ki Akaf Alav Pihu. You do this Amal Torah. Um, it's like a it's like a concept in Yeshiva. Amal Torah. That, uh, like it's not just learning Torah. You Amal Torah to put your energy in, and through that you'll get the Torah will do the work for you in the future. It will you'll pay its dividends, and that's how you'll be happy in the future. The idea of Zemer in the future. So we're getting to this idea of Amal right now, and this is gonna this is like the our, another part of our Gemara. We're talking about Amal Torah. Every individual was created to work. So that's a, that's a big thing. There's, uh, we have to stay busy. But I still don't know if it's talking about Amal Pe, you know, uh, learning through your, uh, being working strenuously with your mouth or in Melacha, out in the field. So the individual was created to learn Torah. So this is So, so I know it's to use his mouth, but the question is: Should he speak? Should he speak his mouth in divrei Torah, or should he speak in uh, like a mal sicha betelas, like uh, just just uh, random conversation? 
Um, it seems like pretty clear. Uh, melacha seems on a higher level than conversation. So if, I don't know. We mm-hmm. we said I'm um, not melacha anyway. This is what Rabba said. So there's two approaches to this. Druftike uh, means tarchanin. Like people were created to work. Um, and the best type of work is the work of Deraita. Rashi has another really interesting explanation here. It says, This is like a, a wallet, a long wallet that you put, put, put coins in. And all the bodies are, are, like the, are like these types of wallets. And things go in and go out. And so make sure you put in like positive things. So it's interesting. This first approach um, is like all, everyone's body should be used for Torah. That seems like it's kind of exclusive to people who are going out at 7, p- 7 p.m. to go to work. You know, the second approach seems a little bit more inclusive in that we all have, uh, we all, we're all, have, we're all kind of open to, ex- to, to thing, to um, impressions from the outside. And it's saying that it's not saying your body should be completely. Your body should be different things. But where's your focus? You know, try to bring in positive things and stay. You know, while you're working or wherever. And uh, instead of negative things, so it's a little bit more inclusive there. No efi prakim. So this is someone. Someone is is a no f. Someone who is chaser uh, lev. Um, someone who's how would you translate no f isha? Someone who's no f. No f is someone who's involved in illicit, illicit sexual acts with a woman. Mm-hmm. Chaser lev, Amari Shlaki zelo metzala parakim. Shnimar kinaim ki tishmer bevitnecha ichonu yachtav asvatecha. So you have to constantly someone who's someone who's uh, with a. Uh, let's see if Rashi has something to say on that. But enolo med tadir tadir kimishi enlo ishav bo el pamim zel pam. Oh, someone doesn't have a someone who's like uh, involved all the time in lewd sexual acts. They're with this woman one time, this woman another time. They, it's. it's that's similar to somebody who's learning Torah every once in a while. They don't have, like, continuous study. Mm-hmm. And uh, something about having commitment and a continuous study where you can build a relationship and grow there as opposed to something very superficial. I think that's what they're saying. Um, so, uh, this is, there's Menashe ben Chizkiah. He would, Dorash, he would sit and learn Haggadot Shodofi. He would make fun of the Torah. So he made fun of three things. And we're going to answer two of them at least, or two of them. Amar v'chi lo ayal Moshe lichtov ela v'achot lotan timna. The timna itapi legish lelifat. He's just bringing these pesukim. Like, what's the point? All these like random pesukim in Torah, like the lineage of Esav and all these things. You sit there sometimes. You're reading the Torah, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, the rabbis to work really hard to find you know drushes on on mm-hmm. those things. Oftentimes they ignore them because they're we suggest of what's the Torah saying with this. And so he's he, he's just accenting that. He's saying. There's these three psukim. What, what's the point of them? So why, why, what's the point of these psukim? So there's a pasuk um, in relation to this uh, to Menashe. It says that he is 
He's Moshech Avon Bechavlei Hashav Avot Agala Achatai. He's involved. In, this is a what he's doing is bad, and God's not going to be quiet. He says, "Zitent Dofi Ela Asita Vecharashti Dimita Eyot Eye Kamocha Vochicha Verchalei Necha." So, God's uh, he's doing something bad. It's a chata'a. Um, so now we're going to this idea of Kavota Agala. It says in that pasuk, "Moshech Avon Bechavlei Hashav Ukeavota Agala Chata'a." My Kavota Agala. What are these avota agala, which is literally um, like uh, avot? It, it could be um, not uh, ropes of the agala of the wagon. So, what is this idea? Is avota agala? Arabiasi is yetsera bitchila domel lechutsha kuvia kuvia kuvia. It's it's similar to a spider web yetsera when you first you first get into it. It's similar to spider. It's thick. It's like a thick, thick rope, a thick ra- wagon rope. Mm-hmm. When you start, I guess, different ways to understand. When you start with the sin, uh, you know, I'll just take, uh, try this a little bit, I'll indulge in this a little bit. Before you know it, you're like, whoa, like completely engrossed in it. That's like mm-hmm. the idea. It's so hard to get out of it. It's hard to break those, those uh, to cut those ropes. But in uh, a spider web, you could just, you know, uh, spin your hand through it and, and remove it. <clears throat> Uh, while we're on this, datan ala mihat. So let's understand these 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 that Menashe is making fun of. Achot lotan timna, as the pasuk that he talked about the first one. So so now they're I think they're trying to try to show that there's a even these psukim that you think that don't have any value they do. They're going to bring value for them. This, this is going back to like the whole concept of Torah, Tarim Neshamayim, Amal Torah. This is another idea that all the Torah has important messages for us. Um, so Achotina Tina Bama Timna Bat Melachim Havai. She was the daughter of Melachim because it says Yechiv Aluf Lotan Aluf Timna. Timna was a uh, was was a uh, monarchy. Um, it was lineage of kings. V'chol Aluf Machuta Belotagahim. She wanted to convert. She came to Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov. She was this uh, non-Jewish. Uh, no, uh, noble woman. Um, she was, you know, of, of uh, great lineage. But nevertheless, they didn't accept her. So, so then she she said, "Well, if I can't connect to Am Yisrael, I'll connect to the somebody who's somebody who's connected to Am Yisrael. At least somebody who's from from Avram's lineage, Esav." She goes, "Alchavayta pilegish elifaz ben Esav." Amra mutav tiyeh shivchal leumazo. I'm a gvira in my, my own nation. I'd rather be a shivcha and connected to Esav, who's from the lineage of, of Avraham, than be in this other in other nation. Nafak minas, but but so that seemed like a positive thing. Nevertheless, something bad came out of it. Nafak mina Amalek, the Tsarinu Israel. Why? So why did all these negative things happen? Because uh, it's kind of like a punishment. Because they should have worked harder to bring her closer. Avraham, she came to do gior. She's going to meet Gayer. Um, he should have worked harder to, to help her become, to convert. So that's that's so that's the that's why Achot Lotan Timna is brought in the Torah to remind us, I guess, of this tradition. Um, so Ruven, when he collected these Dudaim, it's not clear what they were going to talk about that. But he went and collected these flower type type uh, plant plants or flowers, and uh, and he brought them to uh, and then. Then it was the whole story where uh, Rachel ended up. She wanted them, yeah. 
Rachel wanted the Dudaim. She's like, wow, these are great flowers. I really want them. And Leah's like, well, okay, you want them? Well, I'll trade you something for them. I'll trade you, uh, you know, if you let me, be, uh, let me be with your husband, I'll give you my son's flowers. And that was like the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to, so, so what's this idea of Yitzad Dudaim Basadeh? What, what's the importance of this? Um, so why, why does it talk about Ktsir Chitim? Amarav Abar Yitzchak, Amarav, Mikan Tzadikim, Sheim Pashtin Yadayim Bagad. Why does it say, why do we not be Ktsir Chitim? Why do we need that detail? This was Menashe's life making fun of that. The idea is that Ketir Chitim at that time, were, this was the time of the harvest, and nevertheless, he didn't go take from people's harvest. Everyone's harvest was lying around. He didn't go take from the field other people's harvest. He took these Dudaim, which are Hefker. So it talks about Tzadikim. That's why we need this Limud. That's why it's important. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't deal with, it, with Gezel at all. They stay away from it. So now we're going to be Tzad Dudaim Basadeh. What are Dudaim? What are these Dudaim? Amarav Yavruch Yavrochi. Um, so Rashi says, I don't know what they are. I say Vrochi, says, where is that? So I don't know. Because Vrochi can mark me in the velo e parish mahi. So, but um, I saw Steinzelt Springs that it's uh, mandrakes. Certain, familiar with those flowers, mandrakes? Mm-hmm. Yes, flower. It's a picture of them in here. It's whatever. Um, Leviomer Sigli, which is violet. So here you go. Here's mandrakes. Uh, a mandrake flower. Mm-hmm. And then the other one says it's a, it was a this is a mandrake fruit. And then the, this one says the, other, the second verse says it's sickly, which is uh, a violet. The other one says another another word, which is sivsuch uh, or um, siviski, and that's uh, that could be a mandrake plant. So it's a certain flower, um, multi-annual plant whose leaves branch out in a rosette on the ground. The fruits of the mandrake appear like small golden apples when ripe. They emit a pleasant, pungent fragrance when ripening during early summer. There are many legends surrounding this plant, mostly concerning its roots, whose appearance evokes the image of a person. Throughout many generations, the root of the mandrake was a talisman for, uh, for fertility. Tal- talisman. Um, so that's why she wanted it. Mm-hmm. She wanted the, uh, the maybe Dudaim for fertility. That's mm-hmm. right. um, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Arabi Alexander, so now we're going to talk about... Um, the, that, now we talked about learning the Amal Torah. We talked about um, we talked about the deep teachings that come out from Torah, and now we're going to talk because we're also about Torah and Shemayim. So we want to kind of uh, tease out that concept. And here we're talking about um, the value of learning Torah. One is the value of learning Torah Lishma, and the other one is like a, a really interesting education piece. Rabbi Alexander, Anyone learns Torah Lishma, they they make they bring peace above and below. There's two shaloms there, shalom above and shalom below. So there's the idea of shalom. Another thing is Rav Amar ki'ilu bana palterin. It's like they built a uh, an edifice, shalmala um, v'shel mata. You built so not just you bring shalom to the world. You are able to build something. Another, I think there's different aspects of learning Torah. Mm-hmm. One is that you you can become a better person, more 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 pleasant, more pleasure. More, you bring more shalom to the world. Another one is that you you grow your you grow your personality, you grow your character traits. You protect the whole world. You even bring the Gula closer. The one way to understand to bring the Gula closer is become, you become better people and you bring these blessings to the world. This helps bring the Gula. It could be connected to the previous Sugiyot. Um, so this, is, this is something beautiful, this piece here. Um, 
as, as an educator, this is something I like. I really appreciate. Amari Shlakis Somebody who teaches their their son of their friend Torah, it's like they created them. This is interesting. It's talking about not your son, but the son of your friend. <coughs> so it's, te- so it's talking about educating a teacher. So it teaches. It's like they really they, they like they've created the the, the, the their student. Mm-hmm. Um, something pretty powerful. It's it's a nefesh asherzupacharan. When you create their nefesh, you you help mold who they're going to be going forward. Their nefesh. Um, so now we're going to be uh, going to different types of uh, asiyah. Rabbi uh, Eliezer Omer, kilo asa'an le divrei Torah. Like you create a new divrei Torah. Shnemar shmartem divrei abrit hazot vasitem otam. You created a new Torah. Rabbi Amar, kilo asa'ol atzmo. This is beautiful too. You, so you knew so many values. Uh, so, teaching is so valuable. On one hand, you create something new. You create, you mold the student. On the other hand, you create new Torah. You, you know, through the di- dialogue, you bring mm-hmm. Torah to the world. And the, this last one is pretty amazing too. It's like it, you, you create yourself. Asaolat mm-hmm. smo. Sure, because everyone who teaches knows that you never learn something as well as when yeah, you teach it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So akio atem. Somebody who um, encourages or enables somebody to do a mitzvah, it's thought of as if they did it. How do we know that? It's on the same idea of asa'ah. So God said to Moshe, with this rod that, with which you, the staff with which you hit the, the, the Nile, so uh, the question should be asked, Moshe didn't hit the Nile. Aaron hit the Nile. Mm-hmm. Moshe instructed Aaron in, in hitting the Nile, and that was, a, that was a mitzvah, but it was put on his name, it was thought of as if he did it. I think that's, uh, I think we'll stop there. We're about to get into something new here about Apichorus. So uh, we'll have to make that up. More tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to move quicker tomorrow.